You are gonna be the best mom. I'm an amazing mother. You are the best mom in the whole world. Lady, you are the best mom ever. Welcome to The Mom Show, My Talk 1071's new show featuring guests and topics that all good moms will want to hear. The phone lines are open for your questions. Am I doing this right? 651-641-1071 or email the show at mytalk1071.com, keyword mom. Thank you again for joining us this Sunday morning for The Mom Show on My Talk 1071. I'm Miss Shannon, and always having in a rotating panel of experts that just help you just pick, cover some things that are really just quality information for you and your family is what we do here on The Mom Show. And this morning, demonstrating that she is not only a wealth of financial expertise, but also she is a good mom because she is not feeling well and elected to uh, stay home and not bring her germs and feverish tendencies into the My Talk 1071 studios from ClearStep Financial, our friend Cassandra Brasher. Good morning, Cassandra. How are you feeling? I'm feeling a lot better than oh, I good. was. Oh, good. Yeah. So thank you. But you never know, and I just wanted to uh, make sure here. I, I'm so excited still to talk with you today. So. And I appreciate that. So if you sound a little delirious, we'll give you a little heads up and let you know. <laughs> yeah, well, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> but um, I just remind everybody what you do at ClearStep Financial. I know it's you, and speaking of moms, you and your mom have this wonderful company, and you help some, some families and women here in the Twin Cities. So what kind of services mm-hmm. do you provide at ClearStep Financial? Well, really, our, our passion is teaching and educating people about money and finance. And that's something that I know my, I've been doing this now over 15 years. And it was, it was something that I saw how much finances can really create stress in people's lives, in families, um, with individuals, with marriages. And I thought, if that's something that I can really help someone with, is their financial peace, uh, it just it made sense to me. So it was my mom had been doing this already, and I decided this would be a great career path for me as well. Um, and it's been wonderful. I really do. I, I, I love being able to sit down with people and just see how I can help them um, and just see ways that they can get ahead financially, take some of that stress and burden off of their plate. So that's really, that. that's in a nutshell what we do. Of course, there's so many other things that we do uh, when it, you get down to the details as far as the finances and um, managing investments and work, working with insurance and helping people with their debt. So that's where that's where those seven steps come in. I know the, on our first show we talked about that, right. but those seven steps that we take people through, increasing their cash flow is the first one. The second one is managing their debt. And then it's number three is their short-term savings. Number four, insurance planning. Number five is their long-term savings. Number six, retirement income planning. And then number seven is their estate planning. So it's, those are, when you get down to the details, those are really all the different steps that we take people through and try and work with them on. Um, but that's really, it's just trying to teach people about their situation and how they can improve it. And it's great that you provide these kind of services because if we go and we watch a bunch of old-timey movies, then it always seems like historically mm-hmm. the people who you were getting this advice from uh, were always men. Um, and mm-hmm. they just there seems to be still this stigma out there that says, oh, women don't know about money. But the reality is that usually it is the mom or it is she is the one that's handling all of these finances. So to actually mm-hmm. get the support and the educational tools and and all the resources that someone like ClearStack Financial can provide can actually help her do it from a place of empowerment instead of just fumbling around on your own. Mm-hmm. Yep. Women really do. Oh, they make a lot of the decisions, whether it's financial or otherwise. And sometimes, sometimes the, you know, someone else will manage the finances, 
but women a lot of times make the decisions anyway. Right. So it's, yeah, women have a lot of influence and power and um, it's just, yeah, it, I've, I've really enjoyed working with women over the years, women and men, right. but that's really why I've, um, I've also started the Moms Talk Money because I just think it's so important to really highlight women and how women can take a step into that role if they haven't before or if they have, how can they learn more? And I think um, that's always, you know, fantastic because you can, you know, that you do come from a position of empowerment and just going that you're going to help break down these barriers, Cassandra. And so that because mm-hmm. don't you feel that sometimes I know when I was speaking with you, it's it's, you know, bits and pieces of things or you hear something in a commercial and you go, oh, that's something I should probably think about doing. But then when mm-hmm. you go on a day to day basis, should I be the kind of person that talks to a financial planner it's hard to go, oh, yeah, this is what they actually do and why it would be in my best interest to make that phone call. Mm-hmm. I think just sometimes as, as women, sometimes we downplay the importance of our own situation. Right. And so I think it can be helpful for someone else to come in that's a third party to say, no, you, you've done a good job saving or you've done a good job managing your debt or you've done a good job with your insurance or whatever the case is. So that they can feel some more confidence that they have made some good decisions or that they are on track or that they could get on track this way. Right. And so I think it's, it's very helpful for people just to be able to have some of that reassurance sometimes. Well, I think that this is fantastic. And today, if you have any questions, as always, even though Cassandra's on the phone, we're still willing to take your phone cals here at 651-641-1071. That's 651-641-1071. We can give you some general information that might help you get on track with your finances and just kind of put your mind to ease on some things that might be going on in your life. And and last week, we actually talked about uh, some of the investments uh, that people could do and gave them some uh, information on basically how... All of that 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 alphabet soup of mm-hmm. investment terminology that we hear, Cassandra, you kind of broke that down and kind of encouraged people to to not be afraid to dabble in some of these things and ask some questions, possibly about their four hundred one ks or what's going on with their companies. Um, mm-hmm. And so, are we still working on that as well? That that's just part of the mix that we really need to get families to focus on and make sure that their money is working for them. Right, and that yeah, and I know I. I know we threw a lot of information at people last week, if you were listening, um, really about just most people have the majority of their assets in their 401ks, and that's why I wanted to talk, uh, you know, about about that and all the different options and ways that people can try and do and maximize that bucket of money as much as possible. So that's, that's really, yeah, it's, it's about making sure that you're doing everything that you can to maximize your what you have so that you don't lose it, so that it doesn't have these declines and that there's some protection on it. And when people go to our uh, Facebook page, that Moms Talk Money, what kind of resources are they going to find there, Cassandra? Oh, I've been, I've been trying to share some really good articles and things with people. Um, it's just, just really trying to provide that education, I think. Different things, different topics that I think are valuable for people to know more about. Um, because I think it's hard... Sometimes I think it's hard if, again, if you're not in this industry, it, it's like a foreign language, right. right? So I think it's helpful if someone can, can provide those different articles and topics and things instead of having, having people have to sift through all the noise that's out there to say, well, this 
says this, but this says that. Right. And have all this stuff that's contradicting and try and decipher and say, well, what's, what should I be looking at here and what should I be following? So to have some kind of a filtering process where you can just kind of go one place and look for some really good resources, that's what I'm trying to provide for people. Well, uh, speaking of things that can be very daunting when you just hear about it and immediately sit there and make you very stressful, we come to the topic that we're going to cover today. And Cassandra, I give you so, uh, so much, so many props, mom props, because, you know, when you and I were going back and forth, I'm like, okay, she says she's not feeling well. Maybe we shouldn't talk about this subject matter, you know, or we shouldn't do the show today because I wanted you to rest. And you're like, no, this is important information for the mic talkers out there. I don't want to put it off. And we are going to talk the rest of the show about some tech tax issues and what goes on mm-hmm. with the IRS, correct? And why did you decide that we needed to make sure that we got this done today, even though you should be asleep? <laughs> so, <laughs> so basically, I, okay, I didn't want to wait any longer because I know people are in the middle of doing their taxes right now. Right. And, and some of the things that we're going to have this, um, this IRS lady, Karen, who's a specialist, talk about is, is tips on making sure you're getting certain deductions or making sure you've got the proper forms in place and avoiding all these common scams that are coming up. So, I mean, if anyone can avoid going through a scam right now, I mean, I think that's hugely beneficial because people are getting trickier and trickier out there in our society on ways that they're trying to, um, well, deceive people, right, or right. or find ways of doing things. So I, I think it's helpful if we can at least give some education on being being more aware of ways that someone might be trying to scam you. Perfect. Well, we are going to cover that. We're going to give you some uh, tax filing tips. Now the tax filing season for 2018 is open. And when we come back, we're not only going to have Cassandra from Clear Step Financial, we'll also be joined. uh, Our IRS specialist, Karen Connolly, will be back here on The Mom Show. Thank you again for joining us here on The Mom Show on My Talk 1071. I'm Ms. Shannon, joined uh, by branch manager and financial advisor, the wonderful Cassandra Brazier, who is on our phone right now because she's not feeling well. But we still appreciate the great advice that you have that we're going to do today. today Cassandra so and you sound perk you you do sound better you sound a little better yes 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 so I feel a lot better the elderberry syrup or whatever you have been ingesting seems to be working through your system so that's (laughs) good absolutely and um you have uh with us today we have our IRS specialist Karen Connolly how are you this morning Karen I'm well thanks thanks for having me and Cassandra why don't you just explain a bit of uh Karen's expertise and why we have her on the show this morning Yes, absolutely. So Karen, she's worked with the IRS since 2009. She's out of Denver, and she's their media relations specialist. So she covers the territory of a number of different states, and Minnesota is one of those. And she's, she's really good at just being able to go out there and kind of talk about IRS issues and taxes and so forth. So I thought she would be a great person to have on because I really wanted to bring some of her expertise to all of the My Talk listeners to be able to hear some tips about their taxes as they're filing. I mean, everyone's kind of going through the thick of filing right now or at least getting their information together, or they will be soon, and then being able to make sure they're getting those deductions that they could be and avoiding the scams that are out there. And when I was talking to Karen, even preparing for some of this, my eyes were open to some of the different scams that now are new that are coming up that I thought, oh, my gosh, people need to know about these things. Uh, because, gosh, I, it is. It could be just a nightmare if someone fell for one of these things without knowing. So, Karen, we're so happy to have you on here today. Thank you. No, thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. Yeah. So I know we were going to start a little bit with um, just kind of some basic stuff, because you said there are certain things that sometimes 
maybe people don't always um, think about that, that they need to do some updates if certain things have changed for them over the course sure. of the last year um, when they're getting ready to file their taxes or different documents that they just want to make sure that they're having together and, and making sure that they're ready when they go to file. Right. Filing season opened uh, January 29th, so we've been open a few weeks now. Um, as of February 9th, we received more than uh, almost 30 million e-filed tax returns nationwide. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, folks are getting ready. They're ho- hopefully gotten their forms in the mail that they need, those W-2s and 1099s. Um, I have an adult mm-hmm. son who travels around a little bit. He's a college student, has a couple of, of addre- addresses every year, and uh, mm-hmm. we're constantly trying to f- nail those down. And I'm sure that's you know, happens to other folks, too. <laughs> but um, mm-hmm. if you've moved and you didn't notify your employer or your bank, um, that W-2 or 1099 might be out there floating around, um, and they normally don't forward those. So that's mm. an important thing to note. There's usually, because they contain, um, you know, pertinent personal information on the document, um, there's usually a, a little uh, box on the envelope that says do not forward. So they will go back to the employer or the bank or the credit union or whoever issued them. So it's important that if you moved, um, probably want to contact that former employer. Um, hopefully you've done so by now because you realize it's missing. But if you haven't, you still got some time. Okay. Very good. And then what are, you had said that there are some, just some of the different documents that are good just as a reminder to make sure that people are gathering and having them ready. Sure. I mean, the the 1099 interest for any interest you might have um, received, 1099 dividend, DIV, um, 1099G, that'll be from your state and local tax refund, um, unemployment benefits as well, 1099R if you receive a pension or a payout from an individual retirement account, um, 1099MISS for, um, boy, just about everything that you might have earned some miscellaneous income from. Um, also, those I feel like I get a lot of those, so all of my income must mm-hmm. be miscellaneous. So. Yeah, some people do. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. I just am lucky <laughs> enough to be an employee, and I just get one um, W-2 and a couple of interest statements from banking institutions around the country, and, and I'm good to go. So mine's pretty simple. Other people, much more complicated. Um, but again, one good thing to do, too, is look back to last year's tax return. See what you had last year before you um, think mm. you're ready to, to launch off. And you, that's kind of what often um, stimulates your knowledge. Like, oh, yeah, I forgot I still have that account over there, and I, I didn't get anything from them. Um, and some banking institutions will let you download them online from their secure site. Um, so if you didn't receive it in the mail, that's another way you can go to to get those items the other thing, too, is if you got married, divorced, or changed your name this year and you mm-hmm. didn't notify the Social Security Administration, please don't tell us your new name. Your name must match whatever the Social Security Administration has on file. So mm. um, that's okay. one good thing to Okay, remember. very good. Is that how people sometimes end up with, like, duplicate records or duplicate accounts is that they didn't, they filed their name one place but didn't file it another place? Well, we don't we don't do duplicates at okay. the IRS. We uh, wait for the Social Security Administration. We do a matching. Okay. So if your name doesn't match what you provided with us, you're going to get a letter. Okay. It's not going to be with a check attached. <laughs> okay. So that's probably uh, what you want to know. Is that it just kind of binds everything up. 
So um, if you haven't done it, um, maybe wait to do it with the Social Security Administration and, and file using your old last name, if you will. Um, I'm not telling you to do anything illegal here because you haven't changed your name yet with the Social Security Administration. But you know, that's one thing I think when you get married or divorced and you're going through some of those personal situations, you just maybe failed to get it done. Right. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think I, I know some of the information you had sent when it comes to um, different itemized deductions and things. There are some of the ones on here that, that like, I remember a number of years ago, I didn't realize that the fee that you pay to have your taxes prepared is deductible. Correct, yes. And, and I didn't know that. So I wasn't, there were so many years that we weren't deducting that. So I oh. think, yeah, so can you go through some of the things um, on that list that you sent because I think those are really good um, awarenesses that people might be missing. Right. So there's lots of credits and deductions that are out there. And, of course, you have to make sure that you are entitled to claim them. Um, a couple of good things that you can do to find out, depending on how you're having your taxes prepared, um, if you use brand name software, there's a question and answer format that generally will lead you through to determine whether you're eligible for certain credits and deductions. Um, and we also on our website, irs.gov, great resource there. Um, there's the interactive tax assistant. Again, a very, very down and very simple question and answer can let you know, um, depending on your personal situation, whether you're going to be able to uh, deduct certain items. I mean, obviously, sometimes if you are um, not filing a Schedule A or itemizing your deductions, some of these won't be available to you. So, mm-hmm. again, um, a quick way to find out is go to our website, irs.gov, in the top search box, type in credits or deductions. Um, a whole list of things will come up, and, and you can sort through for yourself or use that interactive tax assistant, like I said, and, and see what you're uh, eligible for. Is, is that tax option that you, that you that drop down menu is that available f- to find out about all deductions see that's our like producer that? sonny she's I'm been sorry. waiting to get you on the phone karen <laughs> <laughs> yeah i strongly recommend our website um and again that interactive tax assistant it'll take you through the list um which again if you're using the name brand software uh, once you get started you'll be able to see the different there'll be credits listed and deductions listed and just It'll ask you a series of questions to figure out, you know, are you going to itemize your deductions, for example, um, and are you going to be eligible for certain credits um, based on your income or your personal tax situation. You're listening to The Mom Show. We're here on My Talk 1071, and we're joined this morning. Our, our friend and financial advisor and branch manager from ClearStep Financial, Cassandra Brazier, is on the phone along with a fantastic resource, our IRS specialist this morning, Karen Connolly. Uh, so we have a couple minutes left in this break, and we're going to have Karen on again in the next break as well. But I, you just talked about these, these reputable brand name software, and I know that some people are just starting the process, Karen, of doing their taxes. Uh, I'm one of those people that uses one of those software programs, but I always wonder, am I doing myself a disservice um, by doing it? But as an IRS professional, do you do, do things get flagged differently if I use a tax provider versus me using a software program? 
No, no, okay. no. They all go through um, pretty much the same. Obviously, you want to make sure that you're um, claiming those credits and deductions if you're eligible for them. Um, last year, we had just under half of the population using a pre- um, professional to file their taxes. Um, and a lot of folks use their personal computers and use those name brand software packages that we spoke about. You can also do your taxes for free at irs.gov free file. Um, it's going to let um, most taxpayers who earn 66000 or less get to use that name brand software that you would pay for absolutely for free. Oh, wow. I didn't know um, that. Yeah, mm-hmm. but you got to go to our website to do it irs.gov, and then click on the free file link. See if you're eligible. Um, otherwise, everybody can use it. Depend doesn't matter on the income, but we would have you use our free file fillable forms, which is actually just an electronic version of our paper tax form. Um, but you should check there just to see. I mean, free is free, and that's good for everybody, I think. Definitely. Um, Definitely. And the paid preparers, again, we just ask that you choose wisely. Um, most tax professionals are, are just that. They're great professionals. They do a great service to the community that they serve. Um, but now and again, you get a shyster out there, and that's, you know, mm-hmm. with any profession. So um, just make sure you're choosing wisely. You want to make sure you're not choosing somebody who's advertising that they'll, you know, get you more than anybody else, basically by cheating. You don't want to cheat because even if they do the tax return for you, once you sign it, even if it's an electronic signature, um, that information is yours, and you are going to be held liable, not the tax pro. So. All right. We have some more tips on what you should do this 2018 tax filing season. We're also going to give you some information on how to avoid some of the tax scams that are going out there. When we return, you're listening to The Mom Show on My Talk 1071. Well, we do have some rules being discussed here on The Mom Show this morning, but we are talking more about tax rules because uh, this morning we are joined uh, by financial advisor and branch manager from ClearStep Financial. Cassandra Brazier is with us. She's on the phone this morning because she's a little under the weather, and she's a great friend, so she did not bring her under the weatherness into the My Talk 1071 <laughs> studios this morning. Uh, but she, she did set up um, and also a great resource um, from IRS. Our specialist, Karen Connolly, is with us again this segment. So, ladies, good morning again. Thank you for sharing this great information. We already had a couple of aha moments <laughs> in this mm-hmm. based upon the information that Karen has provided. So, Cassandra, what do you want to cover now? Well, I think it would be great. So, uh, I know so many people, it's when am I going to get my refund, right? So, maybe you've submitted your taxes, you've, you're waiting on it. So, Karen, can you speak a little to that for people and when they can expect to see when their refund would come? Sure. Nine out of ten refunds are delivered within 21 days. So um, the best and easiest way to find out about your refund is go to our website. You can do that um, from your home computer or you can do it um, on a personal device, a phone, whatever, um, via our app, irs to go And we use this thing called Where's My Refund? And it's pretty mm. front and center on our webpage, irs.gov, and, again, through the mobile app. Um, but you g- are going to need some of the pertinent information from your return. So not anybody can check on your neighbor, can't check on your refund, but you can. Um, and they, we update that once every 24 hours, so there's no need to check it multiple times a day. But you <laughs> okay. go in, you enter your, the information. Um, it's usually the exact refund amount, um, your adjusted gross income, and a couple other um, personal items so that we can make sure it's you who's asking. And then that's, that's the easiest way to do it. Okay. 
And what else? What else can you all do on this app from the IRS? Like, what would what would be the oh. reasons why someone would want to download it? You can also file your taxes online, and you can file them through the app. Um, other, um, you can request transcripts, some other items like that, depending on what you're needing uh, to get your taxes done. Um, but again, the biggest use for both the mobile app and online this time of the year is checking on your refund, the status. Okay, excellent. So let's segue now into um, the information that you sent me. Uh, you sent a whole bunch of stuff on some of the scams that are out there. And and we had had a conversation about some of these new scams that have come out, and I thought, wow. So can you speak now to some of the things that are going on and how people can just be aware and protect themselves? Yeah, so we see scams all year long, but they do tend to peak during filing season. And the reason for that is because people, um, you know, they've already submitted their return maybe or they've contacted their return preparer and they get this email that says, oh, you have to verify your information. And so they start tippity-typing away, and it's a phishing scam. And so now mm-hmm. the, the criminals have your pertinent personal information. Um, mm-hmm. And that's, I mean, that's just one of them. Then there's the phone scam where they call, and they tell you that, that you've got a past due tax bill. It's due right now. And if you don't wire them money or load money on a prepaid debit card, they're coming to get you. They're going to send the cops over to arrest you or deport you. Or and I've gotten you. that one, Karen. I got, and you get a robocall. Like I saved Girl, it, and I, I get it. work here, and I get that. See, call. and I was like, "What? How did I end up on this list?" Like they call, and then it's you have to call back right now, or they pick up the phone, and they're very aggressive. And that was, yeah, that's what made me questionable because I have decent credit now, but I have been uh, interacted with uh, by bill collectors before, and I know they can't yell at me. Is what I know. I know that much. So the way that they were being so aggressive and saying I had to do. This and that they and plus there's things that you just don't think about in the heat of the moment. Like right. I'm like, wait a minute. When I call back the number, I'm like, this is like a magic jack phone line. I kind of think the IRS would have a better phone service. Right. <laughs> well, and that's some of the good. And it's good that you're thinking like that. And you're right. People are in the heat of the moment, and they're like, oh my gosh, it's the IRS. They're coming to arrest me. They're right. sending people to my house. And it is. It's an emotional thing that people get wrapped up in. And I guess if I could say anything else, I mean, I'm going to tell you a couple of things that the IRS will not do and that you can store in your memory for the next time you get a call or you see this thing on your email or whatever. We're not going to call you about taxes without first having mailed you a letter or a notice in the mail. Right. That notice is very specific. And it tells you what we're going to look at, what we need you to mail to us, or how you need to contact us. We don't demand immediate payment. We don't demand that you pay taxes without giving you the opportunity to question. There's an appeal process, so you're entitled to all of that. Mm -hmm. We also aren't going to tell you that you have to pay using a prepaid debit card or other very specific payment method. There's your clue, okay? Okay. Um, And we're also going to ask you for a credit card or a debit card number over the telephone. And we don't threaten you with arrest for not paying right away. So keep those things in your, in your mind, in your memory. Also educate other people at your house, um, maybe young people or, or even older people who might be using computers. Um, tell everybody just this time of the year, um, we're not going to send you an email asking for your Social Security number verification or your credit card number or anything like that. 
Um, Also be very careful if it appears to be from your tax professional seeking that same exact information. And, of course, in in a huge information campaign, we're trying to educate our tax pros you know, hey, make sure you're interacting, you know, either face-to-face with your client for this information or via telephone where they can verify that it's you. Mm -hmm. Um, These emails back and forth where they're soliciting information, that's always a tip that you might be dealing with a scamster. Mm -hmm. And what did you say that there's one going on now where it, it appears that, like you said, people will get a return, Get a refund, yeah. A refund. Can you explain how that works? Yeah, that's new, um, very new to us. Um, What's been happening is um, taxpayers will get a refund, either direct deposited into their account or even a check in the mail. And um, they haven't even maybe filed their return yet. So they get this deposit or they get this check, and then... Very shortly thereafter, they'll get a call from someone that says they're either from the IRS or they're from a collection agency, and they need that money back, and they need you to wire it to them. Um, And you said they'll know the exact amount and everything, and it'll sound legitimate. Yeah, because you just looked at your account, and you're like, hey, what? Look, I just got $1,202, and now this guy on the phone's asking me for $1,202. That's so weird, right? Mm-hmm. Or maybe you got the check in the mail, and they want you to go cash it, put it in your account, and then wire transfer the money out to them. Um, and you haven't even filed, you know, or you haven't filed at all, or you filed and, you know, your tax pro sitting there saying they've already filed, somebody's filed using your Social Security number, we've got tax fraud going on here. Um, so if you get a check in the mail or you get a direct deposit that you know is not yours, hold on to it. Okay. Contact us at the Internal Revenue Service, and we're going to tell you how to get it back to us, the real Internal Revenue Service, um, and it'll be a mail-in process, those types of things. But we're not going to ask you to wire transfer money or anything like that. Do, do they do that so they can have access to, like, your bank information? What's the, what are they getting out of it? Well, so although there might be various methods of them obtaining this information, it's likely that they're getting it from hacking into, like, a tax pros account or something mm-hmm. because not only do they have enough information to file a tax return on your behalf, meaning your Social Security number at a minimum, right. they also have your bank account information mm-hmm. because it hit your bank account. Right, that's the same. Um, so then, you know, it's a matter of chasing this all down. How did this start? Who got to it, et cetera? But really, um, bottom line up front is you don't want to return this money, give this money, which isn't yours and isn't your tax refund, to another person. Mm. So, um, yeah, that's, that's when you, you have to stop and, and start being proactive and figuring out, you know, I didn't file a tax return, I can't possibly have a refund in my account yet, or, you know, what have you, and, and take it from there. Right, because you said these people are, they're somehow acquiring your information and mm-hmm. actually filing with your information so that you get a refund, and then they request it. And then what, I mean, what would be the ramifications if you actually then gave it to this third party? Well, I mean, the biggest thing is it's going to hold up your real tax refund because Mm -hmm. um, now you're going to have to um, file 
and let us know that you've been the victim of identity theft because you have. Your real mm-hmm. tax return is going to have to be submitted on paper. Um, you're going to have to wait for your this all to get cleared up before any refund is actually issued to you. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, it's, it, as with any data breach where your information is out there, whether it affects your credit cards or, you know, you find out you've got multiple... Um, electricity accounts or, you know, whatever these scamsters are doing with your information, it's not good and it's not easy to rectify. So mm-hmm. if you can prevent any of that, obviously we, mm-hmm. we like you to treat your personal information like you would cash. Don't give it out to anybody. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. you'll be filling out a form somewhere and I'll see they, they're asking for my social security number and I think, do they really need it? Come on. Maybe they don't. Um, and I'm not telling you, you know, obviously if you're applying for a loan perhaps or something like that, that you're going to have to give it to them. But right. mm-hmm. just, just be cautious and, and treat it like personal, your personal information like cash. If you have folks in and out of your home, for example, doing work, you know, don't, don't leave uh, any documents with Social Security numbers lying around. Don't carry your Social Security card in your purse or your wallet in the event that it gets lost or stolen. Um, mm-hmm. just, just be prudent. Um, and think about those things, like I said, some of the things that we will not do, um, the IRS, and, and make sure that you take a minute, put down the phone, think about what they're asking, and think about would we really do that, and initiate contact. Um, and that would be whether, even if it was um, a message you got from your bank or your credit union, is it really my bank or credit union calling for this information? And if so, I'm going to hang up and I'm going to call them directly on a number that I know goes to my bank or credit union and see what's mm-hmm. going on. Well, thank you so much for sharing all this information, Karen. Uh, We appreciate it. And again, what's the website that everybody can check on? IRS.gov. Thank you. And uh, we will make sure that we uh, we check in with you again. I think that was great information. And uh, Cassandra, when we get back, what do you want to cover? Oh, we're going to have fun. Well, first, we're going to go through a few things on what could you do with your tax return that could benefit your financial situation. So we're going to have fun with that. And then we've got a whole bunch of celebrities that we're going to talk about that have had their own financial and tax situations. So that coming up and more here on the Mom Show on My Talk 107 More. Here we are again in a Sunday, Sunday morning on the Mom Show on My Talk 1071. I'm Miss Shannon, and you can get more information from our friends at Clear Step Financial if you go to their Facebook page, Moms Talk Money. Uh, so Cassandra, our financial advisor and branch manager from Clear Step Financial, has been putting up all kinds of amazing information over on Moms Talk Money on Facebook, haven't you, Cassandra? Yes, yes. Like I said, it's I think it's helpful just to have someone who can sift through all the noise out there and just help direct you towards some just good quality information on certain topics. So, and this is all about money. Right. And we were talking earlier with uh, Karen Connolly from the IRS and she went over some scams and we were going to have Mary share some information. But you and I were talking um, about, you know, how even though we think we've, we wouldn't fall for these, but you could go, but that's Mm -hmm. a scam I hadn't thought of yet. Right. Yeah, so they're always one step ahead of you. So it really is, you know, you have to kind of be on your guard. And unfortunately, you have to watch your elderly people. You have to watch your kids because there's so many ways that they can like really they're brilliant at finding ways to sneak in and invade your life. Just using human nature and our emotions. Right. Right. Because how many of us have such busy lives that maybe we're in like I I consider myself to be at least somewhat intelligent. Right. But. Mm -hmm. In the heat of a moment, if I get a phone call and I'm thinking of a hundred other things and I've got kids, 
asking questions. I mean, I might not be thinking completely clearly at that moment. So I think any of us could be susceptible to falling for something in the right moment. Right. Well, if you have a question you want to get it answered, here you go on the mom show. You can call us at 651-641-1071. That's 651-641-1071. And you know what? We talk about us as normal people uh, having tax issues. But, Cassandra, we aren't the only ones. There's lots of Hollywood celebrities that make mistakes. Uh, And you have Mm -hmm. a list of some interesting uh, tax issues that some of our favorite Hollywood Hollywood what celebs are dealing with. Mm-hmm. Yep, there is. There is. I um all I did was I just did a search for celebrities and taxes. And there is so much that came up. So in fact we can we can post this link. But some of the people that came up, um and this is from twenty eighteen here, but okay. I think it's a list that kind of encompasses people for the last number of years. Um, and some of the ones that would be more familiar, like DMX is on here. Right. Chris Tucker, um, Pamela Anderson. It's it's Dennis Rodman. What I think is interesting, and O.J. Simpson. So I remember Wesley Snipes of, was on that list for a long time. Like, he was yeah. hiding out in, like, other countries. He had so many tax right. issues. Mm-hmm. And Nicolas Cage. And there's all these celebrities that are out there. And I think one of the biggest things is that it's important for us to keep in mind that it's it's not again it's not how much you make it's it's that you you can be good, doing a good job at whatever point you are at and if you're having any difficulties you're not the only one i think that's probably the biggest takeaway is that you're not the only one and and it's not it's not how much you make cuz making more money doesn't always solve all your problems either um mark anthony is one of the people on here wow these are people um, that are very successful and so, yeah, Lionel Richie, wow, Sharon and Ozzy Osbourne, Little Kim, Jeez. just these make are all people that Fat Joe, um, Lauren Hill. You just wonder if the they just man. didn't have the right advice. Obviously, so you have tons yeah. and tons of money, but you're not being advised properly, this or you just so busy you're not listening. There's a lot of people. Right, <laughs> it's a lot of people. Yeah, Floyd. Floyd Mayweather Floyd? Jr. Who, how many of you remember that fight? Yes. Um, <gasps> R. Kelly, Wesley, like you said, Wesley Snipes, um, John Travolta, wow. Martha Stewart, Robert Downey Jr. He got Louis all that Nelson. Iron Man money. Clearly, it's very difficult to maintain all of that Iron Man money when you're Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, isn't that funny, though? There's so many of those people, and you look at them, and you think... And you might just think in your head, oh, my gosh, they have it all, right? Look how much they make. They must have, they just have millions of dollars, and they're living the life. But you have no idea what they might be going through financially. Well, we have about five minutes uh, in the rest of the show, and as we've been talking about, you know, I I think it's interesting that you're sharing that information, Cassandra, because... I think that, you know, a lot of these things that we talk about uh, every week when you join us is these financial issues seem so daunting and you go, well, other people are clearly better at it than I am. But I Mm -hmm. think going through that list that you just shared, now you see why it's like, it's okay for you not to get it right all the time. If you are a regular person, you know, you're, Mm -hmm. you know, you're spending your day, like you said, just living, waking up every morning, trying to get your kids off to school, go to your job all day. Of course, there's lots of rules and things that you may not always be immediately up on. So instead of like beating yourself up, up and feeling like you're like you're you're like you're not a smart person. That's what you feel like. Oh, maybe I'm just too dumb to do this. No, there's just a difficult thing to navigate. 
Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's why I thought it might be helpful. So we're all going to be getting some kind of return, or maybe you may be paying in. You know, you never know. But if you get some kind of a return and you want to think of an idea that you could do with it, and maybe you have other ideas already, but if you want to do something with it that might be able to help your financial situation, I'm going to give you just a few ideas with that. Um, One thing you could do is, depending on what your savings account looks like, it's good to have somewhere between three to six months of your expenses in there. So if you don't have it, you could possibly put some or all of your return into your savings account and boost up kind of that reserve that you have. Um, Another thing you could do is if you have any debt out there, you could use it to help pay down or eliminate some debt. Maybe that's what you planned on doing with it anyway. Right. Number three, you could start a midterm account. We've talked about midterm accounts on a number of occasions. That is something that's separate from your savings account, which is kind of more your emergency type things or your immediate needs if something happens. And it's separate from your retirement long-term savings. It's something that is meant for that maybe three to five to seven year time frame, And it's meant for spending. So maybe you start something like that. So you have something in place for a future vacation you want or the next car you want to purchase or whatever expense or or whatever purchase you'd like to have down the road in a few years. Um, Number four, if you've got those other things in place, you could look at some life insurance if you don't have that in in, in place, the right amount. So that could be something to use it towards. Um, Number five, this is a big one. So you could, if you haven't funded a Roth IRA for 2017 or if you haven't max funded it, you still have until April It's technically April 17th this year. Okay. So you have until April 17th to still contribute. And if you're under 50, you can contribute 5,500 to a Roth IRA. Uh, If you're over 50, you can contribute 6,500. And there's, there are income limits. So if you're, if your adjusted gross and you're married is over 189,000, then you're not going to, you're going to go through some phase out if you're over that. And if it's over, basically, if it's over two hundred thousand and you're married, then you wouldn't qualify. If you're single and your income is somewhere between one twenty and one thirty-five, that's where the phase-out period is, and that's your adjusted growth. So if you made more than that, but then with all your deductions and you know things, if you fell below that, then you could still contribute. But if you're if you're over that, then you wouldn't be able to contribute to a Roth. But but if you can contribute to a Roth, I just strongly recommend that for people because that's one of those things where. You're going to pay the taxes now, but in the future, then you don't have to. You don't have to worry about the tax side of things. So, and then if you've got all those things in place, which good for you, and if you do, pat yourself on the back, then take a trip or <laughs> donate it to a good cause. Those would be the last two recommendations. <laughs> Perfect. And if you need to get more information about any of these tips and anything we've covered, you can, of course, go to the Facebook page that uh, is clear uh, set up by Clear Step Financial. It's Moms Talk Money on Facebook. Or you could always, of course, go to our website as well, mytalk1071.com. Use the keyword Mom Show. And we'll be joined again very soon from Clear Step Financial. Cassandra Brazier, thank you for joining us and feel better. Thank you. 